Welcome to Footnotes in Witness. My name is Deborah J. McKenzie, and this is the podcast where we study the Bible to see Jesus rightly and find him in our own story. Let us be faithful witnesses to his character and glory. So hopefully you've been thinking about your own story over this last week after hearing some of those biblical witnesses over the last four weeks. Things that you should be thinking about was how you would declare your faith, what confessions you have made or need to, where God has worked in your life, and the times where you've allowed God to humble you and change you. Today, we are going to start writing your 10-minute testimony. It's so exciting. I know it can feel really scary, but staring out over the edge of the cliff is actually the scariest part. Once you decide to let God be in control and just take the plunge, take the fall, it can be so rewarding for yourself, those who hear your story, and your faith. So that's what we're going to do. Over the next two weeks, we're going to write our 10-minute testimony. Now, a 10-minute story does a few things that I have found really helpful. First of all, it gets the story started. Just like I said, getting started is the hard part. But if you want to learn how to play Bach and Beethoven, you're going to have to start with Mary Had a Little Lamb. It takes practice. It takes just doing something over and over again to get used to it, to get comfortable with it, see what works and what doesn't. So a 10-minute story is a great way to just get started. Now, a 10-minute testimony also helps keep you focused. This is a short amount of time. It isn't really a lot of time, but it's enough time to make a point. The other thing that a 10-minute testimony will do is humble you. (laughs) It is very humbling because we want to be understood. We want to explain everything. We might share a story about something that we did, a confession that we need to make, but we want to explain why we made that decision and how we got there. And we have a human desire to want to be heard and understood. And one of the hardest things about telling your testimony is giving up control, giving up control over who hears it, how they hear it, what actions people see from you and like if they understood what you did and if not, and that can be really challenging. And so it's very humbling to learn how to give up control of your story, but it's God's story. And so Prayer is always the first place to start. Pray before you start writing this stuff down. Pray whenever you give it to someone. Pray, God, help me tell your story well. What's important? What should I tell? What should I not? And God is so faithful to show up in those moments and put the right stories at the forefront of your mind. So give up control. It's worth it. Hopefully today you've got something to write with or an electronic device. So today's going to work like this. I'll direct you to focus on something and make notes. You can pause this podcast, make your notes, and then come right back and hit play, and we'll just keep going along. I encourage you, if able to do this in one fell swoop, to do that. So instead of uh, like listening and then writing down maybe point one, And then trying to come back, maybe tomorrow, like it's just easier to do it all in one fell swoop, because you'll start thinking too much, you'll get in your own head, and you might never finish. 
Okay, so just a small disclaimer about your writing ability. I hear this a lot. I can't write my story because I'm not a very good writer. So there's a couple ways to deal with this. First of all, um, give up control. Sorry to say it again, but it's so helpful to do that. And also don't think so much about being a magnificent writer because it's not going to be a book that's published. It's not that kind of story. It's your personal story. And the problem is no one else can tell it. You have to tell it. And so however you tell your story, that's the right way for it to be told. There's nothing wrong with that. So don't think about trying to put in a bunch of big words or make yourself sound smart. It's just a conversation. Like if someone sat down and said, hey, tell me about your story. When did you come to Jesus? Like just think about it as a conversation with a friend and ask that question to yourself like a friend and then respond like a friend is asking you. This is all training. It's getting used to writing these things down, putting your experiences into words. It's all muscle training, but brain training. You get what I'm trying to say. So also, I'm going to post an outline in the show notes, but I'm also going to post a link to my website in a blog post because show notes are a really hard place to put like really detailed notes. So I'm going to post that link to my website where you'll find a little bit more detail and some outlines about how to do this. Another couple of tips is less detail is better. So almost like an outline, but if that's a like writer's turn that scares you, don't worry about it. Think about it like this. I want to hear about the burger. (laughs) Okay. Your story is a burger and it's a kid's burger. It is meat, cheese, and bun only. And I don't need to know about all the toppings. I don't need to know about the pickles and the onions and the spread and all the things, right? So your story, whenever you're doing a 10-minute testimony, is really about the bulk details, the meaty parts, the stuff that's really important that sticks out. So are you ready? We're going to get started with step one. Here we go. Make your declaration. So here's the question. When did you decide to follow God and give your heart to Jesus? Now, if you like to write or type, just start on a blank page and just answer this question. If writing is not your jam and you don't want to even try it, that's fine. Open a notes folder in your phone or use a voice memo or voice recording app. There are plenty of free ones, but if you have a Samsung or an Uh, I guess that's Android or an iPhone, it comes usually with a voice recording app. So you can just open the app, title it witness testimony, and just answer the question. When you're done, you'll be able to play it all back and you'll have your 10 minute testimony. So whenever you're done answering that question, just hit pause and then come back to this podcast, (laughs) press play, listen to the next section, go back to your voice memo, open it up, keep talking. I hope that makes sense. Okay, so now answer the question, when did you decide to follow God and give your heart to Jesus? Pause and go answer. Okay, step one, declaration done. Now we're going to move into step two, confessions and remembrance stones. There are many times when God finds us where we are in the low places. We are at rock bottom bad days, despair, maybe 
the bottom of a dark, smelly fish belly. (laughs) Wherever it is that God finds us, a lot of times it's at the bottom. Coming up into the light usually involves a confession. And while I've been talking, you might have already thought about an instance like this in your life. Maybe it's your rock bottom or one that you witnessed or someone who you loved and you prayed for them through it. Whatever it is, I want you to start here and think about a time when you really needed God in a dark, dark place and he showed up for you. So you can pause this and go answer that question. The other times where we really need to remember and look for God's involvement are in something I call the remembrance stones. This is looking for God's involvement in your life and remembering what he did for you. So the place where we see this happen in the Bible, I mean, it happens several times, but why I call them remembrance stones is from Joshua 4 verses six through seven. He says to gather up the rocks and put them in the Jordan, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. Writing a testimony is pulling the stones from memories and setting them in view of yourself and others. This was a huge moment for the Israelites. They were finally going to make it into the promised land. And this is the generation that came after. They didn't see the parting of the Red Sea, but God was so gracious to grant them a miracle just like it. He parted the Jordan and they crossed over that river into the promised land and they set up a marker to remember it. They put out remembrance stones. It is naming these promises that God has fulfilled in your life. Telling your story is crucial in remembering your history in the family of God. When you chose to follow Jesus as your Savior, you received the gift of the Holy Spirit and took ownership of the inheritance promised to God's children. Many cultures and people have understood the power of oral tradition, of telling the story, and this is no different. The Israelites understood the power of remembrance. It is steeped in God's culture. His memory is very long, and ours is very short. And so we want to remember the things that God has done for us, the way that he has shown up. So I want you to pause right now and write down one or two remembrance stones. Okay, if you've had a little bit of trouble coming up with remembrance stones, remember that this is just the time when God showed up for you in a tangible way. Maybe it was a job interview, an unanswered prayer or an answered prayer, a beautiful sunrise that gave you joy and hope, a dear friend, Whether it was a moment or a season, you can see God's hand at work. Now, remember to think of the burger, right? Just the main things you need to record or write down who it involved, the circumstance, and how God worked. That's really all the details that you need. Things like the specific date is not that important. What you need to remember is your need or desire and God's protection and provision. So if you can, pause 
and write down a quick list of just a bunch of circumstances. Um, That job in California, the move to Texas, my aunts, whatever. Just make a quick list of five different times when you know that you could write later about God's provision. Okay, last step for this week, for today. Step three is the last year. So we like to think that once we start following Jesus, we're always going to be totally on fire for him. And we're always going to be volunteering our time and working at church. And sometimes that's true. But most of the time, it isn't. We go through seasons. And so I want you to think about what the last year has been like for you, like 2022. What was the last year like for your spiritual life? Was it a a time where you've learned a lot, where you've been really passionate? Has it been a time where you've really struggled being in relationship with God? You've made other priorities. You haven't been reading your Bible. Maybe you stopped going to church because of COVID and you haven't been back since. What has the last year looked like for you spiritually? So I want you to think about this question. How do I feel about the last year of my faith? And how does God see the last year of my faith? How do I feel about the last year of my faith? And how does God feel about the last year of my faith? I want you to pause and write down the answers to those very difficult questions. I'm sorry. (laughs) It'll be okay. You're the only one who's writing. And if you're still listening, that means that you didn't pause it. So go pause it. Okay. So hopefully that wasn't too difficult. And hopefully you don't have guilt and shame. And if you do confess those things and ask God to take them away from you, just because you may not have been studying your Bible every day doesn't mean that you don't love Jesus. Just because you've had a hard time finding a church doesn't mean that you don't love Jesus. You're listening to this Christian podcast. So there's something there. And you're thinking about writing your story. Hopefully you've been writing it this time we've had together, but you know, baby steps sometimes. So don't feel bad if your story isn't where you want it to be, because your story isn't over. And when you are a follower of Jesus, it's not gonna be over. You have all of time to sing his praises. And that's such a gift. It's so wonderful. So we talked about our declaration, how we came to know Jesus, what we feel about that, some of the low times and some of the the high points. And we've taken a look at our recent history. Now, the other thing I'll say about looking back at the last year, if you don't have anything to say, if you have not really thought about God at all, maybe you started over at the new year, that was your new year resolution, whatever it is, that's okay. And you're in the best place possible to get going, to start over. I'm one of those really weird people where I really like Mondays because to me, it's a chance at a whole new week. It's a start over. It's a chance to do it better than I did last week. Maybe I'll actually meal plan this week. Who knows? But it's a chance to start over. So if you've looked back at the last year and you don't have anything to say, 
and you can't see God in your life at all, then that's a gift of exposure to let you know that your faith is in a place in a cold season. And it's time to breathe life into the fire again and get it going. And writing your story is one of the most amazing ways to do that. So I hope you're encouraged by this and you keep going. You're going to start putting your story together. These three things that you've done today give you an amazing outline. Now, just a couple of quick tips about putting this all together while you're going to look over it for the next week. Like I said, it doesn't really matter how you write, just that you do it. Now, there are a couple of things that I've seen that are pretty general across the board. People usually either look at it chronologically, like in time order, like school years, college, adult, marriage, kids, or they find it in order of importance. This is the most important thing that I did with God. Here's the second most important thing. Those are the two main ways that I've seen people write their story. Now, that definitely does not mean those are the only two ways. Those are just the most common. And you don't have to write a history in chronological order. Of the four main gospels, only Luke was actually written in a chronological order. Now, you may find it easier to write in order of importance. It's totally up to you. Which times in your life were the most important evidence of God seen? If that makes more sense to you, write it that way. No matter which way you choose to write, write the whole story, especially since this is your first time writing your testimony. And if it's not your first time, it's okay. Go back to it. We're going to try something, this 10-minute testimony. It has value too. doesn't matter if you've done this before or not. Just be gracious with yourself. Sometimes it takes longer to actually put down than you think. Pray through the entire process. Ask God to guide you. Now, some people will focus in on a particular song that has been really meaningful to them or a particular scripture. Some don't. You can use those things in your testimony as well. There is no cookie cutter outline for a testimony. All that ultimately matters is who is Jesus? What did he do and how has your life changed because you follow God? He is absolutely worth talking about. God is absolutely worth following with your whole heart. He is worth giving your life to his son and telling his story. That doesn't mean that it isn't hard. So today I want to leave you with a verse from 1 Corinthians. It's 1 Corinthians 1 verses 30 through 31 and it says, and because of him you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God righteousness and sanctification and redemption so that as it is written let the one who boasts boast in the Lord because he's worth it y'all 